Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome back to the Springs in the Desert podcast. I'm Allie in Texas, and I'm here with uh, Stacy in Indiana today. And we're so excited because we have a new uh, guest slash co-hostess, uh, Cassie, who lives in Arizona. Hello. Hi. <laughs> welcome to the podcast, the Springs in the Desert podcast. Um, we're super excited because today we're going to be talking about something that has been on our hearts and on our minds in this ministry for a really long time. Um, and we've had many conversations and touched on it in different ways, but today we want to really explore it more deeply. And that's this idea of spiritual motherhood. Um, we've talked about it in, uh, during our book club series, like on Elizabeth Lasseur and on other podcast episodes. But today we want to um, again, just dive into it a little bit deeper, talk about what it means uh, personally, how we relate to this idea of spiritual motherhood. And hopefully, um, if it's not something that you thought about much before, you will be inspired and you'll take something away from this episode. Um, so before we get going, I just want to um, invite anyone who, if this is your first time listening, to subscribe to our podcast, check out all our other episodes, and also to follow us on our social media pages on Instagram and Facebook. And at the end, we're going to talk a little bit about what we have coming up um, outside of the podcast series that Stacy is heading up. Um, but just to dive right into the topic, spiritual motherhood. So I think if you haven't really thought much about this before, if you're not experiencing infertility or something similar, what might immediately come to mind is religious life. Um, that's typically how we think about spiritual paternity and maternity is in relation to priests and religious. Um, but to, today we're going to be kind of expanding that and building on it and talking about it in the context of um, dealing with infertility and also dealing with other crosses where a person just may not be in a position to be blessed with biological children for whatever reason. So um, before we kind of get into the nuts and bolts of it, I just wanted to Turn it over to each of us to kind of talk about, like, what was the first time you heard about this idea of spiritual motherhood outside of the religious life? And how has that maybe changed as you've been going through infertility? So I'll start with maybe Stacey. Um, gosh, I, I think maybe in, in like understanding a godparent relationship would be a time that I would have considered spiritual motherhood a thing besides religious life, but definitely that would have been like the first and initial context in which I would understand spiritual motherhood as like a relationship with a, a godparent or like a, a sister because like Mother Teresa, like she's mother, but she doesn't have children. <laughs> so definitely I've always had like that concept of spiritual motherhood. But I think we, even like that, we put limits on it in our understanding of what it, what it looks like. And I think for me, um, when I started to hear the term spiritual motherhood at first in terms of infertility, I think it was kind of thrown around in some Facebook groups. Um, and I was like, okay, what does that really mean? Uh, so of course I just Googled it a lot. I googled it a lot <laughs> and delved way deep into it. And um, I was just like, 
what does this mean? What does this mean for me? And I have to be honest that I did think of it like a consolation prize as somebody else has kind of coined it where like, okay, I can't have children of my own. So here you get to be a spiritual mother, except everybody is a spiritual mother. So that's not special, <laughs> which is really kind of a petty thing to say, but that's, that's kind of my first impression of it. Yeah, I can relate to that too. I think that, um, I definitely felt like a consolation prize when I don't even remember, honestly, the first time I thought about it, it was definitely Googling madly like you, Cassie, after dealing with an infertility diagnosis, it's like, okay, you know, what else, like, <laughs> what, how, what are some other ways that people are looking at, um, like just the idea of parenting, because, um, I think, and we, we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but I think that there can be a certain pressure placed on, um, someone who's dealing with infertility to immediately um, go to the adoption route. And I'm not going to like put that down at all. Um, it's not my intention, but just there can be a certain pressure placed on people that maybe outside the experience um, where it's like, okay, if you can't have biological children, then, you know, you're automatically assumed that you will be an adoptive parent. And um, for me, that just felt like a really rushed <laughs> a rush thing, something that needed to be discerned. Like I understood it as a separate and beautiful calling and I wasn't sure if it was something that God was calling me to. So um, I was really looking for like, what, what else am I called to like right now? Because even if that is in my future, um, I mean, first of all, it's not guaranteed, but like I'm still called to give right now. Um, And I think that that's something that's critical to like even defining spiritual motherhood is like, I think Cassie, you, you mentioned this and as you were reflecting and preparing this, it's like right now, God is calling you to mother, to mother, mother as a verb, right? Yeah. And honestly, when I was struggling the most with infertility, that was the thing that like broke my heart the most is when people would say things like, well, you'll never understand until you're a mother or when you're a mom, then you'll, it's like you reach this higher level of being where like you can love more in this other way that's just totally not, not accessible to you unless you have born your own children. And um, so coming to understand spiritual motherhood more has been really special and powerful and meaningful for me because like, as I was praying about it at one point, I was like, okay, Lord, like make me a spiritual mother. And it seemed like the answer was like, you are a spiritual mother, like you are, but are you going to be a faithful one? Are you going to be um, a good one? (laughs) You know, it's like, it's already part of who you are, but let me help you to become the best spiritual mother that you can be. I love that. That's so beautiful to pray to God, to just ask him to show you, like, you know, just show it to me. And, oh, I love that so much, Cassie. Um, as you were t- talking, it, it made me sort of think about back on my journey and, and my relationship with spiritual motherhood as I've grown to understand it. And I think that I, I think I struggle with some of those same ideas of like seeing it as like a consolation prize, like you mentioned, Cassie, when uh, like I was still like really getting first hit with like infertility diagnosis. And I, I felt really kind of challenged and, and 
I think in, in conversations that I've had with like other Springs in the Desert team members and like if when in my own like personal seeking of redefining kind of what motherhood is, I think uh, I think it's not wrong to say that most of us would prefer to to call spiritual motherhood just motherhood. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because um, like it's I, I suppose spiritual motherhood is motherhood qualified. Like it's, it's motherhood is something that all women have, right? Like it's our call to mother. And so it's when we qualify it, it feels like, oh, I'm not like, that's when it makes it feel like it's a consolation prize. But in reality, it's like, it's not, it's like the core of what we believe and understand it is to be a mother. Cause you can, I mean, like you can give birth to a baby and abandon it like as horrible as that sounds um so does that still make you a mother I mean if your definition of motherhood is like by the book like you've given birth to a biological child and that makes you a mother then yes but uh, like that that just doesn't add up um so yeah that spiritual motherhood to me it's just like I wish we could just speak of it as motherhood <laughs> I really I really do consider myself a mother I and I, I think the same, especially, uh, I mean, all the women in Springs in the Desert, but particularly like Anne and Kimberly, our founders, like I call them like our founding mothers because <laughs> <laughs> I so strongly feel like that they are um, in, so much, in so many ways in this ministry, just like, you know, being just a gift to us in, in, in leading us to be who God's calling us to. Yeah, that really reminds me when you said that about kind of like narrowing motherhood down too much to either like biological or spiritual when it's like a biological and spiritual thing. It reminds me of Luke 11, where um, it says, as Jesus was saying these things, a woman in the crowd called out, blessed is the mother who gave you birth and who nursed you. And he replied, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. Mm -hmm. And I think like in no way is Jesus like downplaying how important it was that Mary, Mary gave birth to him and nursed him, but how important was it that she heard the word of God and obeyed it? Like she was so spiritually fruitful too in mothering Jesus in every way. Mm, that's awesome. That's I love that. Beautiful. I, I was thinking like, you know how Catholic means universal. It's almost like there's this universal aspect to what we're talking about. And then it's like a very Catholic understanding of motherhood because it's really, it's deeper than the culture's understanding of it, right? I think in our culture, in our limited humanity, we want to be like, okay, here's these categories of what you can be because they fit neatly into boxes. But we're kind of talking about something much bigger and y'all are the theologians, so you can talk about that more. But but I feel like that's what we're kind of getting at. And that quote, Stacey, that you had um, about yeah, John Paul II. Yeah, go ahead and- yeah. He's my favorite. And I can't talk about motherhood without referring to this quote. And I actually first came into contact with this quote in high school, my campus minister, we did like a theology of the body discussion group during lunch. And she like, she was like, this is my favorite quote from theology of the body. And like, I remember sitting there being like, Oh, I don't really know what this means. (laughs) But now I teach it to the kids that I teach in youth group. So um, it's like pointing to the sacramentality of the body. So this quote is, The body and it alone is capable of making visible what is invisible, the spiritual and divine. 
It was created to transfer into the visible reality of the world, the invisible mystery hidden in God from time immemorial and thus be to be a sign of it. So in layman's terms, <laughs> the body makes visible invisible realities. So we believe that there's like a spiritual realm and then like a physical tangible realm. And motherhood is something that exists in the spiritual realm and is made manifest by our bodies in the physical realm. Um, and in some ways, actually, I think in all ways, it sounds weird to say, but I think the spiritual realm is like more real than the physical realm, even though they're both <laughs> very real, but the, the physical realm is just how the spiritual realm is made manifest. So motherhood, if you like think about it, motherhood is, is made manifest in all these different ways. It's not just like giving birth to a biological child. Like that's how we can say adoptive mothers are mothers. That's how we can say Mother Teresa is a mother. And I think that's how we can say that all of us women are mothers. We're all called to that. We're born with an innate motherhood um, and, and we live it out when we care for another person, when we, you know, feed them, when we love on them, when we listen to someone, when we um, teach someone the faith, when we just take care of them. And um, so there's so many ways. I think, I, I think we need to be like creative in the ways that we are called to live it out. That's how, particularly with infertility, like, um, I, I spent time dwelling on this too. Men, like when a woman and man make a child, they're participating in God's creative power. And, and I think that we're invited to that too, when, when we can make our motherhood and fatherhood made manifest in the unique ways that we're called to do it. And it, it's gonna look different for each person. I love yeah, that. Beautiful. Yeah. And the, the examples are so powerful. Like this sounds, you know, it maybe can sound very lofty or something, but when you think about it, you have, I mean, I can come up with examples in my, like just immediately of people who have done this for me. Like even before I was struggling with infertility, I look back now when I was a single person on these women who were a part of my life and they didn't have biological children. And because of that, actually, I think they were able to give me their time at a point where mm -hmm. I was like, you know, a young adult, like my first job in the city and like growing in my faith. Like there were these two women in my life at that point that just, I mean, I, I they were mothering me. Like there is absolutely no doubt in my mind that that's the role that they played in my life. And um, they really helped me to grow in a unique way that was truly motherly. So. I think that that's one of the most powerful ways that we can be inspired about how we might be called is to think about like, who's done that for us. Um, you know, maybe it was an aunt, maybe it was your godmother, maybe it was a friend at some point even, or, um, or a mentor. Uh, I don't know if, if y'all have examples that stick out to you. Um, I was just thinking of this one lady that, um, she was a mother in so many ways. She, uh, she adopted children. She was a foster mother. She was um, eventually a biological mother, although she went through years of infertility too. Uh, but she was a spiritual mother to me. She was an older, um, her and her husband were an older couple in marriage encounter. And there were some younger couples that just, she just really shared her life experience with them in, a, in such a beautiful way. She's very gentle. 
um, very generous with her, with um, sharing her, the struggles that she had been through. And um, I remember one thing that she said um, was, so another couple that was in our ministry asked her, she was kind of just, she was going through infertility. She was discerning adoption. And she was like, I kind of hate to ask this because it sounds so shallow, but like, did your children ever, did, did your biological children feel the same way to you as your adoptive children? Or she said, did your adoptive children ever feel like they were your own? And she's like, oh, honey, none of them are our own. They're all gods. And um, it was such a blessing to me to hear that because I think that, I don't know, we can feel kind of like we want to be possessive of having a child or something to be like, I want one quote unquote of my own. But it's like, even your own children are not your own. They all belong to God. And you're kind of like stewards of this little soul. And we are, as women, we are all stewards of these little souls that God puts in our lives in different ways. Mm. That reminds me of a, um, there's an Edith, St. Edith Stein quote that we put on the social media last year. I think it was like a woman's soul is a shelter into which other souls unfold, something like that. I mean, yeah, so beautiful. Yeah. And a spiritual mother, you know, who said that and, and lived it out and continues to mother us, right? Like (laughs) generations later. Um, So I love that. I love that that you witnessed someone share in that way. That's really powerful, really powerful. Um, I think that there's an idea too about, well, we can talk about Elizabeth Lasser, who I know we all (laughs) have a special fondness for (laughs) and just like even women we don't know, right? Can mother us in that way. but I want to mention also this idea, like where we can um, spiritually mother people in ways, I think it's, it's like limitless, right? So we've kind of talked about some examples of people doing that for us in real tangible ways, but I think we can also just do it simply through like prayer. Um, one of the other women on our team, she likes to spiritually adopt babies um, through like praying these, um, I think it's a, a prayer of spiritual adoption specifically written by Fulton Sheen, where she chooses a, a baby who's at risk for abortion and prays for that child for nine months. And like, you know, she, she does it each day and it's like a real, a real way that she lives out um, that call to spiritual motherhood um, through prayer. So I love thinking about that and how, um, you know, it's not just limited to like one particular way of um, nurturing other people. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, um, I think about my godmother who is a, is a mother. She has biological children, but she, uh, uh, she lived like halfway from my house to my high school and her daughter I was best friends with, I still am. And uh, so I was at her house a lot at my godmother's house and uh, just, she was always there whenever I needed someone to talk to and um, just for advice and counsel, like when I needed it growing up. And that was like huge to me, like to be able to go to somebody like besides your own mom, you know, (laughs) to talk to them. Um, yeah, it was a huge, definitely mothering for sure. 
Um, definitely. So let's talk about how, what can we learn? And Cassie, you wrote a really beautiful blog post that's going to be coming out hopefully soon after we release this episode. Like how can we relate to um, or learn from women who actually are religious, right? Like, so they've chosen um, through a vocation that they've received from God to um, not to basically give up the idea of even possibly having children or being married. Um, And so this idea of celibacy for the sake of the kingdom um, of God as a priest or a nun, like what, what can we learn from them or what, um, what have y'all thought about, or have you encountered a priest or a nun who's really inspired you um, in terms of your own spiritual motherhood? Um, so when I was doing the deep dive Googling on spiritual motherhood, I was like, what is this? Um, I came across this video that was three beautiful young nuns and they all were in my class in college. And like, I wasn't even aware that all of them had become nuns. I knew that one of them did, um, but there they were on the video, all three talking about spiritual motherhood and how they live it out. And I was just like, oh my gosh, thank you, Lord, it's so beautiful. Um, so I got to write back and forth with one of my friends who's a nun, Sister Anna Rose, about spiritual motherhood. And it was just really beautiful to see like how she lives it out and how she, um, she just thinks of it as like every person she, that the Lord brings into contact with, she in her heart brings them to Jesus, you know, and also just like using that womanly intuition that we have about like, okay, what does this person need? How do they need to be prayed for? Um, Yeah. So that was, that was one way that I've kind of seen that lived out. So it's tough, I think, because it's like we, I think Stacy, we've spoken about this before, where it's like priests and nuns, they're volu- like they they willingly yeah. give it up versus yeah. someone dealing with infertility, it's like it's given, it's it's not given to us, but it's it's something like we feel is thwarted, right? Like we wanted this, we thought it was part yeah. of our vocation. We got married willingly wanting mm-hmm. to like accept as many children. Many of us were hoping for large families. And so there's this like big difference there but then at the same time I feel like we can also we also like can look to them and really maybe um glean some something so y'all you both have I've talked to both of you separately or or I've read uh, Cassie your blog post kind of touches on this too so I don't know for me I think like I've also googled some (laughs) some priests and nuns talking about um (laughs) spiritual maternity and paternity and I think like just recognizing that it is really difficult for, for many of them is, is really helpful. Like I remember these, this Franciscan priest and nun that I was watching talking about how these desires are like, they're in, on their heart, you know, like it's, it's a human desire. Um, very, it's very natural to want to have marriage and children. And I think this is another thing not to like rag on the culture too much, but I think in our culture, like we're so, um, we so have this idea that like kids are an accessory that we can just like have whenever we want. And so we assume that like not everyone wants them Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and and that like there's this option to like just kind of not have children and kind of do, do it a different way. Um, And I think that that's a lie. I think that 
most people like have this desire for, for parenthood. And, and, um, and so to just assume that like, it doesn't exist or something for a priest or a nun, I think is not, not very realistic. So it was helpful for me to hear, to hear that this, this longing is on their heart. And I could really relate to that and feel, um, I don't know, just feel like I wasn't alone, I guess. And, and that, um, that there was something maybe more that God had in store for me, just like he did for them, even though it may not look the same way. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And I know that in a couple of those videos that I watched, um, a couple of sisters did say how much they really did desire to have a family. And that was like a big, um, like the last most important part of their discernment about whether they were going to be a sister was, but Lord, like, I, I really want to be a mother. I really want to have a family. And, um, and a couple of them shared kind of their intimate moments with Jesus about that and how the Lord said, like, you are free to do that. Like you can go and have a family. Um, and a couple of them shared like, kind of like little visions that they had of what their family would be like or could be like. And, um, and then the Lord's invitation, would you be open to loving all of them as if they were each your child? Mm-hmm. Like, would you let me make your heart that big? Um, so I think that's something to consider. There is that difference that they did choose that, but at the same time, they were still giving that up. Um, it's still a life that was different than they expected, but they're trusting in the Lord to fulfill the desire of their heart in a different way. Mm. Right. And then we can relate to that for sure. I mean, I can. Um, Okay. So we're going to have to have a part two and we're going to have to (laughs) invite some of your friends. (laughs) (laughs) That would be awesome. (laughs) Um, Were you going to say something, Stacey? Oh, I was just thinking about my, um, my brother-in-law is a priest and I've actually had this conversation with him in confession. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't go to him for confession very often, but I have, <laughs> and I was talking to him about this. So I was like, well, you don't have kids <laughs> and you're not going to, <laughs> he was like, yeah, it's the same, but it's also different too. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but I think but but everything we're saying is true that it's like a real suffering and um for them um and and we kind of have a choice to like choose like are are we going to you know uh embrace it <laughs> learn by their example and embrace it um yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah. what, have you have you all heard of this book undone no, I've heard of the title, but I've, I don't know anything about it. Okay. So, um, I picked it up because it's, it's a collection of little, um, just, I don't know, personal witnesses from a bunch of different women. And, um, it's called freeing your, your feminine heart from the knots of fear and shame. Um, it's, it's talking about the the different aspects of womanhood and it's based on John Paul II. I think these people are, that wrote it are from the John Paul II Healing Institute. Um, if you've heard of that, but, but anyway, it, it talks about woman as daughter, sister, bride, and mother. 
and the truth that like all of these aspects are part of our womanhood. Like you can't just take one out, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, they're all meant to be lived out by us and just the different ways that women have struggled with some of these and how they've found healing. Um, But the reason I bought it is because there's this particular woman who's written in here. Her name is Nicole Rodriguez. And um, she and her husband um, suffered through several miscarriages, losing several children through miscarriage. And they decided, um, I think this is her words in this, is they discerned that God was calling them to like a radical spiritual parenthood. And so um, she talks about in these few pages how um, kind of coming to to that, to to accept that and what that has looked like and and the, the adults sometimes and children who have been like sent into their lives in different ways for them to be a part of and help grow and nurture. And I just felt like that was um, really beautiful, uh, really a beautiful witness and something I hadn't heard a lot before, you know, we, <laughs> we don't necessarily um, hear about that because again, the culture is so crazy. So obviously <laughs> the church wants to speak to that and, and talk about how beautiful physical motherhood is and it is and, and openness to life and all of that. Um, but sometimes I think there's a little bit of like, we're kind of like a gap if, if that doesn't end up being like what God gives you. So I was really um, happy to, to read that and just to hear this witness of this woman who, um, you know, that that's how she feels like God is calling her and her husband to fruitfulness in their marriage. So these resources exist. And I know we have, um, we have more as well that we'll include in the show notes of things that have just spoken to our hearts on this, um, on this topic. Um, I, I think as a church, we need to um, move in the direction of recognizing spiritual motherhood as like or recognizing motherhood not first one recognizing motherhood as something innate to all women and I think about like what this would look like lived out and I think about Mother's Day which is like you know the trigger day for for women with infertility and how uh so at my church they're like if you're a woman or not sorry not if you're a woman, if you're a mother if you're a godmother if you're a grandmother if you're um something like like in the category like you could stand up for a blessing and I was like why don't they just say woman like why don't they just say all women stand up for a blessing because like regardless like if like maybe if I wasn't a godmother then I wouldn't fit into that category do you know what I'm saying and so how isolating would it be um but like our church I feel like has a a duty to like to help all women recognize their motherhood and I think that that could be a really great way for the church to start if they're not doing that I know everybody's parish does something different for Mother's Day but um and it happened differently this year because COVID but (laughs) (laughs) yeah we uh some of us missed probably missed going to mass but did not miss the what you just (laughs) described situation um I Right before COVID, my, my parish, my former parish, I've moved recently, but my former parish used to do what you described, Stacey, but without the godmother piece. And it was just devastating, like every year. Um, mm. But I, I went to a different parish um, more recently than that, I think two years ago. And the priest did exactly the second thing you said. He's asked all women to stand. And I mean, he went through like a long mm. list of like 
godmothers, aunts, sisters, you know, like friends, mentors, like he just like did it all. And I was just afterwards and every, we all got a rose and, and afterwards I was just like crying. I was like, thank you so much. And, and I was like, you know, I just gave him like a basic uh, description of what we're going through. And he was like, he like totally understood. He was like, yeah, I know it's really difficult. And, you know, and I was, wow, that's pretty special. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really special. I was actually with my mother-in-law and um, my husband and my father-in-law too. And so it was just really nice to not feel like, yeah, oh, I'm not in this club, you know? Um, So I, I hope that that increases that experience. I hope that that I see more of that as as we go on and we're, that's something that we're trying to do um, with Springs in the Desert is um, really reach out and just, because a lot of, you know, a lot of people just aren't aware of that pain, I think. And, and, you know, if you don't know someone who's gone through it, maybe you just don't realize how painful it is. So it's definitely something that we want to, <laughs> want to try to change. Um, so I don't know. Um, we're probably getting close to the end here, but I wanted to, give each of you an opportunity to just say anything else that is on your heart or something that you want to leave um, our listeners with um, people who maybe this is their first time hearing about spiritual motherhood. And they're like, how do I even like, what, what do I do? I, it's COVID times. Like there's nowhere to volunteer right now. Like I don't want to volunteer over zoom. That seems weird. <laughs> so maybe that's something that we could kind of close with is um, just what would be your encouragement for someone who is um, struggling with infertility and, and just learning about spiritual motherhood? I think my encouragement would just be to say like, you are a mother, like you're a mother and you are in the way that you love and the way that you care for people. And uh, I think something that I've strived to do is like sort of, identify the ways that I live it out in my life so like if you haven't done that yet like take a notepad write it down find your journal or whatever um these are this is how I'm living out my motherhood in my life yeah and I would say just be who you are because the world needs who you are and to love in the way that's uniquely you to make a genuine gift of yourself so everybody's way of, of giving them themselves looks differently. Um, but just um, ask the Lord to show you how you can uniquely be a mother to those around you. And whether that's through your prayers, your sacrifice, your works of mercy, whatever it is, offering it all to him for souls. That's beautiful. And I, I think the little ways count just as much as the big ways. I think for myself, like I can sometimes think, oh, it has to be some grand, you know, <laughs> I don't even know, like something I'm doing 80 hours a week, <laughs> some volunteer ministry, but it's no, it's also the little ways, like you said, um, it's prayer. Um, even if it's just a short prayer every day for a particular person who's struggling um, or, you know, making your bed every day for your husband so that he, you know, feels like things are tidy when he gets home or whatever it is. I mean, it's just, um, it's the small things as much as the big things that we exercise our motherhood. It's calling, you know, remembering somebody's birthday at work or things like that, um, that, you know, as women, I think we're uniquely 
capable of and um we have that that ability to just be that nurturing um place to land for others so um before we close i wanted to just ask stacy to highlight some of the upcoming exciting things we have going on at springs in the desert yes so we are starting for lent um chosen for this cross it's a pilgrimage through the desert of infertility, and it's on the Thursdays of Lent for six weeks. It focuses on the seven things of Christ. Um, it's reduced to six weeks, though, because we're not going to be on Holy Thursday. Um, and it will be, I want to say at eight o'clock, but <laughs> if I'm wrong, don't quote me. <laughs> um, I'll be hosting it. So come check it out um say hi <laughs> so I can meet you we have a lot of women signed up already so I'm really excited um there'll be a different couple each week that or person or couple um presenting um one of the different things and giving a little um talk about it and then um we'll have prayer time and and we'll break out into small groups for a small group discussion so uh I think that's all the things you can sign up on our website springsofthedesert.org don't forget to sign up um and we really look forward to getting to know you more there yes and also um check out like i said before our social media pages for other things we have going on and cassie has written a beautiful blog post so definitely check it out we'll put that in the show notes and there's going to be another one maybe by the time we post this (laughs) we'll link to as well um and i guess oh yeah like us uh, subscribe to our podcast and rate it please so that other people can find it that's really helpful um, and then Cassie would you mind closing us in a prayer sure in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit amen Father we thank you for this time that we've had together we offer to you our lives we offer to you our marriages we ask that you bless us and give us eyes to see how uniquely beautiful you've made us, Lord, to see, and especially eyes to see those you are entrusting to us so that we can respond with love, with affection, um, and just in that special way that only we as women can. And we ask you, Mother Mary, to cover us with your mantle and help us to imitate you in all your virtues and Thank you for being the ultimate spiritual mother for us. Let us pray. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thank you so much, and we'll see you all next time.